VI Shots Live View Podcast, episode 28. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of VI Shots. My name is Michael Ivaliotis, and this is the podcast devoted to the world of LabVIEW. With each episode, I bring you interviews, discussions, and share with you ideas for how you can take your LabVIEW development to the next level. Well, thank you all again for listening and joining me on this episode of the VI Shots podcast. Today, as always, I have a special guest interview. But uh, before I get into that, I'd like to uh, let you know of all the different ways you can now listen to, to this podcast. I know there are several of you that are listening to my voice right now by clicking on the play button on the vishots.com website. So you open up a browser of, of choice, whether it be Chrome, Firefox, Internet Explorer, and then you click on the little play uh, button that's on the episode page. However, I'd like to introduce to you uh, the concept of mobile listening. Some of you are already on board with this, but uh, some of you may not. You know, you can l- actually listen to this podcast on your mobile device, whether it be an Android device, uh, iOS, iPhone and iPad, uh, or even a Windows phone. If you have an iPhone or iPad, you can download the absolutely free app from the App Store called Podcasts. This is an app made by Apple. And it allows you, from within the app, to subscribe to many podcasts, including, of course, this one here, the VI Shots podcast. And uh, there's no need to plug into iTunes anymore. If you're on the Android platform, there are several free and paid apps that also give you access to podcasts. Uh, my favorite is called Pocket Casts. It's from Shifty Jelly, and it costs uh, $3.99 to purchase, so it's not free. Uh, but it's worth every penny, and I think it's the best quality uh, podcast uh, listening app, which is also available on the iOS platform as well. Now, if you don't like either of those apps, you will also find the VI Shots podcast is available on several streaming radio platforms. For example, there's the TuneIn radio app, which allows you to listen to radio stations from the U.S. and around the world. And of course, the VI Shots podcast is available on TuneIn radio as well. And there's also Stitcher radio. They have an app which also provides you access to podcasts and music stations. Uh, Both of these are available on the Android and iOS platform. And I'm sure they're available on the Windows platform as well. I haven't checked, but I believe they are. Uh, However, the Windows phone also has the Zune Music Store, which also has access to this podcast. So there are ways to get this on the Windows platform as well. Uh, If you have a BlackBerry, uh, BlackBerry has also a podcast app, which you can purchase from their uh, BlackBerry uh, app store. And uh, the VI Shots podcast is on there as well. Of course, all these apps work over your existing data plan, uh, or they can work over Wi-Fi if you want to save data. And some of them actually allow you to download the podcast to your phone while you're on Wi-Fi. And then uh, when you're on the road, uh, you can just uh, play them from your phone. So there's many options to choose from. And uh, if you want to get all the links to these apps that I mentioned, just go to vishots.com forward slash podcast. And there I list all the ways you can listen to this show using a mobile device. I guess the main point I want to bring up with this is that uh, you don't need to be tethered down to a computer to listen. You can take VI shots on the road, or you can listen while you run or work out, uh, or you can listen while you do chores around the house. Anything you do, really, you can have your uh, mobile device there and listen to the VI shots podcast. And by having it in a more convenient format, and mobile, perhaps it'll be easier for you to listen to other podcasts and uh, investigate 
what else is out there for you to listen to. Now let's get on to our interview. Well, I'm here today with Scott Meter, who's the Director of Sales uh, at Rayma. Uh, Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, Scott, uh, there was a big announcement this year for your company. Uh, one of your products uh, won uh, an Embedded Systems Product of the Year Award at NI Week this year, NI Week 2013. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, we're obviously uh, very excited uh, about receiving that award. Um, a couple of years ago, we got engaged with uh, National Instruments. We saw a, uh, a natural fit for having a partnership. Uh, and over uh, the last couple of years, we developed a database solution that integrates with their LabVIEW environment. And uh, we were uh, given the award at the uh, NI Week 2013 conference uh, for Embedded Systems Product of the Year. So we're pretty excited about that. Now, this is a, a database API for LabVIEW, um, but it's not like a typical database tool that, uh, I mean, it can run on the desktop, but it's specifically for Embedded, correct? Correct. It can run on the desktop or on uh, the actual real-time targets on the Compaq Real system. So basically, uh, the Rayma database uh, API for LabVIEW offers database management, uh, basically a database management solution specifically designed uh, to provide local uh, database management for applications deployed on NI's Compaq Rio or, or single board Rio devices. Um, it also offers extended functionality to share data between multiple targets, whether sharing information between compact Rio devices or external computers. Um, but it also can run on the desktop as well. And uh, so this is uh, basically a, a, a collection of VIs that uh, you can drop into your uh, real-time application, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah, and then uh, you uh, compile it in and it, you download it onto your real-time target. Isn't, hasn't something like this existed before for the platform or is this something uh, unique? You know, um, actually, this is fairly unique. Um, we're actually the f currently the only product that runs directly on the CREO real-time target, not only on their VxWorks-based CREO systems, but uh, soon to be on their NA uh, Linux real-time operating system. Uh, other solutions only allow you to uh, write basically to a database hosted elsewhere, so over a network on like a PC computer, whether that be the um, Sapphire uh, MySQL solution or SQLite solution. Um, we're the only ones to offer uh, a solution directly on the real-time target on the Compact Rio device. Sounds like you had a customer calling you there for one of the toolkits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right. <laughs> now, uh, the database that this API interfaces to, um, is, that a sp is that a custom database that Rayma uh, develop developed? Correct, yeah, it's actually, uh, this is probably a good opportunity for me to give you some background. So Rayma, the company, was actually founded in 82. So we just celebrated 30 years. Oh, you go back quite a ways. Uh, we do. We go back quite a ways. And we have been successfully uh, deployed with a core database tech embedded technology um, for those 30 years into a number of different applications um, in industrial automation, aerospace and defense, networking and telecom, medical devices, those type of areas. Um, so we've had this core technology that's been established, that's been in the market for several years. Um, and basically this LabVIEW API that was created takes that core database technology 
and exposes the API through LabVIEW in a way that LabVIEW developers are, are used to working with it through LabVIEW. So, yeah, that core technology has been out 30 years. Um, so it's a proven database. It's it's used in uh, many industries and other platforms as well, and you're just kind of migrating that to the LabVIEW environment, I guess, right? That's exactly correct, yeah. Um, just so people can get an understanding of how they could use this uh, tool in their applications, can you give some examples of um, how... Uh, this could be implemented, or some use cases, I guess, for this? Sure. Um, so, well, l let's think of um, the energy sector is probably a, a strong area for not only NI, but for uh, the potential use of our product. So think of maybe a, a wind farm power generation facility where you might have CRIO devices on each wind turbine, which stores its operation status data, uh, directly in the RAMA database on the C-Reel. That would be one use case. Um, maybe these wind turbines are, you know, the C-Reels are gathering wind speed and, and wind direction, uh, that type of data, uh, so that adjustments to the blades themselves can be made. Um, maybe it's monitoring um, the critical component conditions uh, that are taking place, such as temperature and vibrations, uh, in order to detect maybe a developing failure situation before the before the problem occurs. Um, so, you know, using the functionality of the Rainbow database within a system like this, you can collect data locally, uh, process data closer to the asset actually being monitored, and maybe replicate data in near real time back to the, the wind farm control center computer, which contains all the status records uh, generated by uh, all of the wind turbines in the wind farm. And decisions and proper decisions can be made much quicker, and it can be more uh, of an automated process. Uh, another scenario um, that we've we've been talking with some people about is in, in a navy type vessel situation where you've got a navy vessel alarm system for condition monitoring and predictive maintenance, where you have maybe a PLC or a CRIO device taking condition reads of the vessel's propeller, and uh, it's possibly there gathering vibration readings as well, and it gathers uh, this data. Uh, on the local CRIO device, and in near real time, it must send out alerts to the maintenance team when maintenance is required or the propeller is having a potential issue. Um, this, this information could be collected in the RAMA database on the CRIO, uh, again with near real time replication to the main system or the main maintenance team uh, so that you know, this team can see immediately when there's an alarm, when, when maintenance is required, and, and actions can be taken. So. Um, again, there's an area where you're, you're collecting data, you're storing, you're managing it locally on the compact Rio, you're distributing that data or moving that data to the systems and to the, getting into the hands of the people that need to make decisions. And, um, you know, a, another way of thinking about it is, or another example is um, uh, gathering data, let's say, locally on a C-Rio device uh, could allow for uh, data reduction and simplification to take place right on the C-Rio device before massive amounts of data that are being collected at the source need to be replicated over a network. So maybe you can do some simplification. You can narrow down to the amounts of data, the important data that needs to be sent over the network, and you can do that right on the compact reel before having to send all that data over the network to a main computer system. So uh, hopefully in that type of scenario, you're, you're minimizing the amount of data transfer and, and limiting the time from data collection to data visualization and, and decisions are made much quicker and, and smarter and more efficiently. So um, that's just ways that people have, uh, certain scenarios that people could utilize our technology. 
Now, this uh, what is the the pricing structure for this tool? So, if someone was interested in that, sure. Well, it's actually right there available on uh, the tools network. If you go to NI's website, that's where you purchase it. Um, so, you go into the developer zone and you get on the tools network, um, and the pricing is right there on the front page. And basically, though, you get a developer's kit that allows you um, to develop with your application for around seven hundred dollars. And then as you embed the application within your product and it gets deployed out on these Compact Rio devices, there's uh, basically a runtime component. And it's the, there's basically different levels um, from, I think, 1 to 10 units, 100 to 250 or whatever. It's kind of broken down mm -hmm. and you just you, you purchase it based on the quantity level that you're at. And so there's the, the development uh, license, which is 700 and then uh, I notice here it says one seat is 250 and then the pricing goes up from there depending on how many seats, I guess, you, you need, right? Absolutely, yeah. So when you start getting into the thousands and all that, it drops considerably. And uh, I think that the top level's, you know, $45 for a thousand units. And if you had to go beyond that, we would probably have to work out some kind of custom arrangement. Mm -hmm. Now, um, a lot of uh, Livy developers have used other databases like uh, MySQL and some of the other, um, some of the open source and some not. Um, what what is kind of unique uh, positioning for your your database platform? Well, I think the core um, couple things that are worth noting is not only that we are right now the only product that runs directly on the CRIO um, VxWorks real time target. So with those other products that you mentioned, um, you do have to uh, currently, um, you know, write to the database hosted elsewhere. So you have to go across the network to a, to a piece, the database host on a PC. Right. Um, so, so, so that's currently a, a major difference. And so that's kind of our niche and where we fit in. But also there's, there's everything from, depending on your application, you know, what are the performance you're looking to hit? Uh, performance numbers, um, depending on the application, uh, sometimes we're more well-targeted towards towards a near real-time or real-time type scenario. Um, and then it's also, you know, what are you looking to do as far as move data? Um, so in near real-time, we can also not only replicate data between compact Rio devices and share data between devices, but they, you can also replicate to a back-end system, like into an Oracle database, like uh, Oracle Enterprise, or, or even into a MySQL database, uh, or into some other back-end computer system. So being able to move and share data amongst systems, and also being able to do a unified query across all serials. This, is, this has been something of interest to, to a lot of those that we have spoken to, where as you have compact reels deployed throughout an application in the field, and let's say you want to query across all compact reels and have it come back as one central query, you can do that. So a full unified query across several compact reels. And, and just also, what are your scalability requirements? We also look at that. Are you looking to scale to a high degree of a number of users or multiple serials in a system? You know, that scalability, being able to fan out, um, is something where I think you'll see a lot of our strengths. Um, yeah, it sounds actually sounds pretty amazing and uh, pretty powerful. Um, another issue that's raised a lot is security. Um, are there is there um, a security component in in this uh, environment? Sure, we provide actually uh, database encryption, so um, you have full uh, 128 or 256 bit encryption. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, the whole uh, process of putting your product on the Labview Tools Network? Um, 
because there's there's probably a lot of other companies out there that are interested kind of in the same uh, same thing. You know, they're they're a services company that have some products and they want to you know put it out there to the Lavi Tools Network. Uh, talk a little bit about how you found that whole process. Well, you know, as we develop or started developing a relationship with NI and realizing that this is uh, you know a product like this uh, made a lot of sense. Um, we started through a, a process of uh, taking our core database technology and exposing it through the LabVIEW interface. And through that process, you know, we learned a lot. Um, it, it really helped us really dig down and not only get to learn LabVIEW quite a bit and, and learn about what LabVIEW programmers are looking for, uh, but also, you know, was able to really find areas in our own product that we could improve and what was important to LabVIEW programmers. And, you know, it was clear to us through that process that NI really, they really want to expand their tools network uh, business sector um, with partner products that are quality. And um, they spent a lot of time with this. They were very well organized and they had a real structured way of verifying the products to make sure that they were the highest quality that they met a certain litmus test uh, that you had certain references lined up uh, to make sure that that was product that product fit well within the framework of what a LabVIEW programmer is looking for. So they invested a lot of time, and it was overall it was a great experience. I noticed uh, from your your company website that you do uh, services as well. Um, do you have? Um, so is, are you a services company or a product company, I guess? <laughs> well, you know, that's an interesting question. Actually, it comes up quite a bit. Um, you know, we are a solution-based type product. Um, we're not something that you buy off the shelf at uh, some computer store and install it, and uh, you got drag-and-drop icons, and you're ready to go. Um, yes, for LabVIEW programmers, they can use a LabVIEW interface to program with our database, but... Um, you know, our core product is aimed at low-level C, C++ programmers. And so, you know, it's, it's a, a niche product. Um, so not only do you, you know, we, we sell the product, we license the product, but you also have to be able to provide services. You have to be there to support customers, to train customers. Um, and we have engineers that have been with us for 15 or more years. And they're, they're experts not only in our core database technology, but in embedded systems and in that space and that vertical. Um, and we're able to leverage those engineers uh, not only as they develop with our products, but in the support of our products and to interface directly with our customers. And uh, so they can assist them in, in the design process, making sure that they're getting started properly and, and looking at um, you know custom features they may need, maybe platform ports, training them, doing design reviews with them, making sure that the integration process is seamless. So, um, yes, we provide both, basically. Through our product licensing, we, we have to be there to also support and, and service the customers. So since your, since your release uh, this year and, you know, announcement uh, at an iWeek, uh, how has been the, the response from, from the LabVIEW community so far? Well, you know, it's... it's um, We've got some people evaluating the technology. We've obviously got a couple design wins. One of the main ones is local grid, but we're we're looking at developing that still. Uh, overnight, you don't have necessarily the phone doesn't ring off the hook. <laughs> so you really have to engage with customers, engage with clients, and we're doing a lot of that right now where we're helping people get started on evaluating the technology, understanding how it's going to be applicable to them, how is it going to fit within their application, how can they benefit from it. 
and and uh, there's a number of customers that we're just really starting to engage with at this point. So um, that's still yet to be seen. I think uh, we'll probably know more as this year kind of wraps up. We'll start, you know, kind of be able to take a look and, and sit back and say, okay, what what is some of the initial results been? Okay, Scott, that's a lot of great information, and hopefully we gave people some ideas for how they can improve their um, their embedded systems uh, with your toolkit. If somebody wanted to contact you or find out more information about this toolkit and how um, it could possibly help them, well, how would they do that? Sure. Well, they can uh, reach out to uh, Rama. Um, there's information on our website at rama.com uh, slash ni. And then also on the Tools Network, um, they can look up the uh, Rama technology. And um, we've got a model page there, which shows you how to uh, evaluate, download, get started with the product. It's got the pricing. It's also got a contact for support and getting started support. So um, certainly, we want people to have a good experience with our product. So. Um, we are offering um, complimentary support as they get started with the product. And uh, how to uh, reach out to us is right there available on the Tools Network and on our direct site. And uh, the download that's available, I believe uh, that can let you get started uh, without actually having to purchase, correct? You can try it out? That's correct. It's a 30-day evaluation uh, that times out after 30 days. That's great. Well, thank you, Scott. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time. And thank you for listening to this episode. If you like the VI Shots podcast and want to support the show, please go to your favorite mobile app and that you now learn how to use and uh, give us a rating and a review. If you're using iTunes, you can go into iTunes and give us a rating there. Or whether you're using any other of the mobile platforms that I talked about, they all have ratings and reviews. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.